and I become King George, and I got all the rights then. And when I stand on the mountain and I say, do it, it gets done. If it don't get done, then I don't move on it. And that's the last thing in the world you want me to do. Welcome, everybody, to the Evil Examine podcast. This week, uh, we have a evil entry that will chill your bones to the core as we go down south and back in time to talk about a very sick individual. But before we get into all that fun, we just want to remind you that you can go to um, iTunes and rate and review the podcast if you enjoy it. It is incredibly helpful to us. You can go to www.evilexamine.com and click the donate button. Uh, it's a PayPal button there. If you are so inclined that you know you just love the show so much, you can't help but uh, want to support. Yeah, support. It, it's greatly appreciated. If so, also if you like extreme horror or splatterpunk books, if you click on the Sinister Store, uh, my seven horror splatter novels are there, and with some write-ups uh, available. And they link out right to Amazon where you can purchase them and have them all in two days. Or download them right onto your Kindle immediately. So be sure to check that out. And then also, the, of course, the entire backlog of the Evil Examined podcast is available there. Or wherever you listen to your podcast, we should pretty much be available on just about any platform. So trying to get that message across real quick so we don't have to bore you guys too much and we can get... Right into the gory details of the evil entry. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Today's evil entry involves a particularly mean son of a bitch. One of, if not the most prolific serial killer in South Carolina. A beast that at the height of his hubris stated, I have walked the same path as God. By taking lives and making others afraid, I've become God's equal. Through killing others, I've become my own master. Through my own power. I've come to my own redemption. Yeah. Yeah, that's that riveting stuff, right? Fuck. It's Narcissistic biblical. son of a bitch. <laughs> right? Right. Psalm bitch. Sound like a preacher. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, 
What kind of nickname would you expect to accompany <laughs> such a profile? <laughs> the God Butcher? Southside Petey Pablo? <laughs> Not quite. North Carolina! <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, we would think, you know, one of those, but we're, too, we're thinking too big. We got to think more smaller scale. Literally. You know, I, of course I'm referring to Donald... Pee-wee Gaskin. Oh, Didn't expect Gaskin. that name, huh? Have you I've, heard of Pee-wee Gaskin? I have. Yeah. So, But I don't know a ton about him, so I'm interested in the details. Oh, we got details. We're going to follow Pee-wee's magical murder spree. <laughs> <laughs> Pee-wee's playhouse? That's yep. going to be a scary place, I assume. <laughs> yeah. We should name the episode that, too. I think that's a good one. So, uh, yeah, P- I'm going to refer to him as Pee-wee because, you know, it's a cooler name than Donald. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Yeah. We're all about having fun here. So you're probably going to hear the name Pee-wee over like 40 <laughs> times. <laughs> Hope you're ready. All right. So Pee-wee was bur- uh, born burnt, March 13, 1933. So it's old school. Old school story. In Florence County, South Carolina. His mama... Who had the bastard uh, and was not married and actually lived off of several different men during Pee-wee's childhood. Many of said men were particularly not fond of uh, little Pee-wee and used to beat him senseless as a child. Poor Pee-wee. Yeah. And his mother watched all this abuse happening and not do a damn thing. She would never step in. She's cool with it? Yeah. She just she live streamed that shit. <laughs> 1933 stuff. <laughs> On a potato. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess she didn't step in because, you know, she was living off these men, you know, so she didn't want to anger them, I guess, and lose their, their shelter. Still a piece All of shit mother. All comes back to the dollar. Right. So, you know, child abuse seems to be a reoccurring trend with a lot of these serial killers, right? Absolutely. Their, their upbringing, you know, early on. Um so yeah, basically the young Pee-wee was left to his own devices and pretty much left to write, raise himself. Um, his mother eventually married and his new stepfather joined a long list of names of dudes who had gone fist to face with him in a handicap match. Now, the origin of his nickname comes from it being bestowed to him as a child, because of his small frame. He's a small guy. And the violence at home seemed to fo- follow him into the school and the classrooms, where he would fight on a daily with other boys and girls who used to tease him and bully him. Wow. So it sounds like, so far, he's relentlessly antagonized and abused. Yeah. Now, I can relate to that. <laughs> no, but this, I, I went a different path. Yeah, you know, because I I even had a female um, bully. Yeah, you point. you expressed this on an episode. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it was uh, Charlene's sister, right? I think so. Yeah, didn't you say that? Yeah, <laughs> Veronica. I, well, I, Veronica. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope you're hearing. <laughs> Look at me now. Yeah, we're coming for you, Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, eventually he got to him, and at eleven, he gladly quit school. Can you imagine that? Oh, that must old? have been awesome. That, I know. I that would have fucking killed. So dope. 
Like, what do you even need to learn after <laughs> you're 11 anyway? I mean, looking back in hindsight, I didn't learn shit from school, really. Yeah, me neither. I just didn't even pay attention through them. Well, no, I do. I, I like that I was able to read and write coming out of it. Okay, read and write. You know, the basic type, The math. type class was awesome, too, because I can type real fast, and I actually fucking use that. A lot. But, but I didn't pay attention to a whole lot else. What do you need history for? Right? It only repeats uh, itself. Yeah, I aim to repeat. Rinse and repeat, baby. Yeah, but um, yeah, he quit school, so you know, to escape the bullying in that aspect, but also because he can work on cars at the local garage at eleven, uh, and help the family out at the farm, um, <laughs> <laughs> of course. But even with him out of school, the past abuse continued to torment him. Can I just pause for a second? Because I think what? this fucking kid. Being a tiny peewee, he could probably get into areas of cars and shit and like fucking get in the motor and because like whatever like most mechanic big ass hands like you can't fucking there's always annoying shit when you're probably like dipping them down into the motor, shove his little ass under the engine. Like I was picturing people just shouting peewee, get over here, milk these cows. Like that's what I was. Yeah, I was like, damn. I wish I was trying to think if I ever knew anybody named peewee, but. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I wish. I fucking wish. That would be yeah. I wouldn't want that name, but I would want a friend named Peewee. That'd be cool. The, when he quit school at eleven, it was very inspirational to me. Um, <laughs> when I heard he did that, because I just thinking of how. But I was thinking of it more magically, like oh, he'll just do whatever he wants and have no responsibilities. Right. It doesn't sound like that though. No. Ah. The, <laughs> I mean, in a way, there was a certain level of freedom. Yeah, but uh, yeah. there was also a certain level of slavery. It sounds like. I, yeah, yeah, I'd rather do homework than fucking milk cows and fix cars. Yeah, probably. I think you would like milking cows, though. Have, I, you've milked I a have cow. Milked a cow, and it is very fun. Yeah. So yeah. what are you talking about? The car uh, thing now. Cow car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, the the past abuse continued to torment him. And emotionally, he was in constant battle with his hatred towards people in general because, you know, how they treated him. <laughs> uh, with women at the top of the list. Oh, shit. Uh, perhaps because, you know, the inactivity of his mother um, and her inability to save him from constant pain. Well, I feel like women always feel bad for short guys anyway. Yeah, but it's... I don't know. I, I feel bad for him so far. Maybe right? we can what bring little Georgie on to talk about it. <laughs> Get some expert. You know? You know, nice. Um, at the garage where Pee Wee worked part time, he met Danny and Marsh, two boys close to his age who were also out of school. So mm. I guess. Um, Degenerates. Yeah. I love it. Milking cows and shit. Um, they named themselves the Trouble Trio. They took the that cool- can be us. Yeah, we could have been the trouble trio, yeah. dude. Um, and they actually began burglarizing homes and picking up prostitutes in the north- <laughs> nearby cities. <laughs> and they're like eleven. They're like yeah, they're mad <laughs> young the and fuck? shit. I got high. <laughs> they got jobs and shit. They're fucking tired. They didn't want some prostitutes right. at the end of the day. So when did you get syphilis? I was eleven. Until <laughs> <laughs> so, nineteen thirty-three was a different time. You know, you have to grow up fast, I guess. Yeah. You have the luxury of watching fucking Teletubbies and shit. 
Uh, You're just walking around with greasy hands and mm-hmm. milk on your lips. Yeah, and STDs. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they would pick, they would burglarize homes and pick up prostitutes in the nearby cities. I wonder if they were driving cars. How would they pick up bro- prostitutes? Hmm. Bicycle, maybe. <laughs> Yo, want to ride on the pegs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I didn't think about that. But uh. Here's where it gets darker. They even sometimes raped young boys around the area. What the what? fuck? That was a twist. It escalated real quick. So they would rape the young boys in the area and then threaten them uh, with more violence if they told anyone. Or like, would they the rape them with their dicks or just like sodomize them? Or did uh, it not? Like, who the fuck writes that detail down? <laughs> no, it didn't, I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't. Well, because they, if they're picking up prostitutes. You would think that they would be straight, and then the act of rape on the other children is more of a humiliation. So I'm wondering if it's if it's for a sexual gratification or if it's humiliation. It's a, it's an important question when you're trying to break down the, the I think uh, profile. If, if they're going around naming themselves the Trouble Trio, they're probably just putting a bottle in a kid's ass or something. Yeah, they're just degenerates. They're doing shit just for the, you know. To live up to a... The shits and giggles? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I can't relate to that. That's where the story starts being relatable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, but, but the prostitute part, you were down with that <laughs> shit. Okay. They had me up until little boys. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen you work on a car. <laughs> Right, your car is always fucking like about to die as it rolls in. I love it, man. I should have got Pee Wee to work on this shit. Me, you and me are the same in that regard. We need a real man like Michael Hill to come around. And right, I ain't got out. a dad. I didn't learn that shit. <laughs> That's what YouTube is for. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they would do that, and then eventually they're they they stop their sexual rampage after being caught for gang raping Marsha's younger sister. What the fuck? Oh, so they were raping girls, too. But they were his raping own everyone. sister. They were raping his, everyone. His own, his own sister. Uh, as punishment, their parents bound and beat the boys until they bled. What do you think about that punishment? Not enough. Why didn't they call the cops? Well, they sound like they keep it all in the family. Probably. <sighs> you know, unfortunately. But uh, after the beatings, Marsh and Danny left the area. You know, they moved away. And the only real one was Pee Wee. He continued the legacy of the trio by breaking into the homes alone. And in 1946, a 13-year-old girl that he knew interrupted him while he was burglarizing her home. She attacked him with an axe. Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, Which he managed to disarm um, and get away from her, and then ended up striking her in the head and in the arm with it before running away from the scene. So he hacked her up? He, he hit her in the head and then her arm and then ran off, but she survived. Good. Um, and then, you know, Pee Wee was arrested and tried and found guilty of the assault with a deadly weapon and intent to kill. He was sent to the South Carolina Industrial School for Boys until he turned 18. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, it doesn't go, it, it just downward spirals for this peewee guy. 
You can only imagine like the shit that went on in the boys' school back in the thirties too. You know what I mean? Oh, you don't have to imagine. Oh, you're gonna. I'm gonna go into detail, oh, bro. Sh- so no! maybe Sorry. it was karma, but reform school was particularly rough on the young, small, petite peewee. Almost as immediately as he entered the facility, he was gang raped by twenty of his new peers. Twenty. <laughs> What the? That's how they break him in, huh? They broke him in for sure. <laughs> Fucking broke his shit straight up. He, he spent the... <laughs> Yo, what's your weird. number? Did you spend... <laughs> like, what's your number? Did you spend, <laughs> how many bodies you got? But did you expect that like... A 20-man gang rape? No. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Like, like, if you were going to a reform school, you think, like, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. You know, you don't expect... I didn't know they meant reform your anus. <laughs> your anus is reformed. Like, he probably didn't shit for weeks. That's, that's crazy. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> All right. Wow. He spent the rest of his time there accepting protection from the dorms... Uh, boss boy. That's what they call it. The big boss boy. Uh, so is that a wrestler? <laughs> the big boss man. That was before he it's made it famous. Son. It's his son. Yeah. Boss oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. Breaking him in. <laughs> but uh, you know, he accepted the prof- protection from boss boy in exchange for sex and uh, good viewing <laughs> boss boy tag team. <laughs> Or sex, so you know, I'll protect you from these 20 guys from fucking you, but I, I, I got to fuck you, kind of thing. I, yeah. Isn't that what every relationship is? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is disturbing. Um, so <laughs> Pee Wee tried unsuccessfully trying to escape from the reform, uh, reformatory, uh, in which he was repeatedly beaten for escaping for his escape attempts and sexually exploited. Exploited among the gang favored by the bo- boss boy. So since he tried to escape the boss boy, like, all right, I'll protect you, but this my gang's gonna fucking fuck you up for doing what you did. Wait, what? I don't understand. I'm sorry. So I guess there's different factions, different gangs. So he was protected from the other gangs, but since he tried to run away, they had to teach him a lesson. So they so, put a whooping so on him. So boss boy's gang put a whooping on him and raped him. Are reformatory schools like straight up prisons and the guards are That's your what teachers? It sounds like. like I I guess Well, I think they were a hell of a lot different back in these days. The conditions were probably awful. You know, right, it was they, probably in a poor community down south, it sounds like that they didn't you know, there wasn't a lot of Because this is like nineteen forty six ish at this point, like almost nineteen fifty. Well, yeah, nineteen he was born nineteen thirty three, so yeah, probably and he was what, eleven? Yeah, so, yeah. Like, so yeah, yeah, mid forty, yeah, nineteen forty. What a shitty life so far. <laughs> it sucks, right? Yeah, it's terrible. Abuse, you know. He didn't have a chance, you know. Yeah, it's it's ingrained in him to be a piece of shit. shit because that's all he had, he was around. Pieces of shit. That's what it seems like. So yeah, they they would do that to him, um, but that didn't deter him from trying to escape that hell. So you know, he desperately tried to escape multiple times more. And actually, that resulted in fights with the guards, and then they proceeded to, you know, promptly stomp his ass out and uh, throw him back in. Um, but he kept going, so they're like, "Yo, what the fuck?" I, I don't know if they're unaware of what happens there with the raping, but 
They they're probably like, don't give a fuck. Yeah, or they're like, yo, what's we... wrong with this kid? And then they, they uh, sent him to get checked at a mental hospital. Yo. After they beat his ass. Um, He's probably stoked. Yeah, yeah right? right? What's next, a lumbotomy? Pee-wee <laughs> in the playhouse. Yo. I was thinking about that the whole time. I was like, yo, Pee-wee's adventure is fucked. <laughs> but the doctors found him sane enough to return to the reform school. And you would think, like, you're at the mental hospital. I would be acting all kinds of deranged just right. on purpose. I would, like, start eating my own shit. Yeah, I'll be like, yo, Whatever let me takes. eat your shit, too. Yo. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they, they brought him back. And uh, eventually, one night, he was successful enough to escape and actually hitch a ride with a traveling carnival. Oh, my God. <laughs> While there, he, he married... He rejoins the circus. <laughs> <laughs> While there, he married a 13-year-old girl... Before eventually being forced to turn himself into the police and finish his sentence to the at the reform school, so he got married real quick too. Real quick to a thirteen year old. To a ter- thirteen year old, yeah. And he must have been like fourteen or fifteen at the time. Yeah, maybe. Uh, he was eventually released on March 13, nineteen fifty one. Isn't that his birthday? On his eighteenth birthday, <laughs> so he was free. He's a free man after all that. Um, Look out, world. <laughs> yeah, Pee-wee, he's hardened. Uh, but after being released, Pee-wee got a job at the local tobacco plantation. <laughs> <laughs> and, all, and all was well for a bit. You know? uh, what do you think? Does it say what his job was? Like, is he rolling leaves? Like, I don't know. They didn't, they didn't go into detail, but I, you can only imagine what they do there, right? But maybe harvesting? Like, like the plants? Right. I hope so. I hope it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but bad habits die hard. And temptation was knocking. He soon found a partner in crime. And together they got, they got involved in insurance fraud. By oh, collab- that's, that's more like blue collar. That's, yeah. yeah, blue collar. Yeah, um, you don't cash checks when they're signed by someone named Pee-wee. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, just come up to you with his little dirty face. Like, <laughs> yeah, let me have some more. Uh, yeah, so they got together, got involved in insurance fraud by collaborating with the, toba- the tobacco farmers and... To have them burn their barns for a fee. So like, yo, we'll burn your shit so oh, you can get, get insurance. insurance. Like Henry. Who? Lee Who Lucas. Never mind. <laughs> what, burn his... Uh... Yeah, burning houses down for insurance. That's oh, oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Um, so yeah, people began talking about the, the barn fires. And because of his past, uh, they suspected Pee Wee's involvement. But there was no concrete evidence. Uh, but then when Pee-wee's employer's daughter from the tobacco farm and its supposedly friend, they were supposedly friends, uh, she confronted Pee-wee about the, you know, the, uh, his Ins- suspected insurance invo- fraud yeah, stuff. And his reputation as the barn burner, he flipped his shit. Uh-oh. And that's when he split the girl's head open with a hammer and ran off. Yo. So he, again, he doesn't finish the girl though. It's nah, he's like, just scared. He's like, ah. <laughs> just runs off and shit. So uh, he hasn't technically murdered anyone yet, but it feels like he's getting there. Yeah, he's getting his toes wet. 
He could have. I think a couple of those incidents, if if it landed differently, could result in murder. You know. Yeah. But just by the luck of the by the luck of the Lord, so far, the girls have survived. If you can call it luck, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> He's a lucky guy. Lucky guy, right? <laughs> but shortly, uh, so after he ran off, he was shortly sent uh, found and sent to prison. Oh, now he's in the- <laughs> He was sent to prison for five years for the assault with a deadly weapon and attempted murder. Uh, how many, how how many, many guys gang raped him? Yeah. <laughs> now. prison greeting this time? <laughs> now. Are you guys ready? Yo, this is serious shit. You know, we can't help but laugh, but it, it's fucked up. He is a piece of shit, though. Uh, Pee Wee soon realized that reform school was just the training wheels to the lifelong ride to prison. With Pee Wee being immediately assigned to give that ass up to the prison gang leaders in exchange for protection. But he was hip to the deal. So he didn't have to get raped by 40 guys this time. He just flashed his ass at the right gang leader. He was hip to it, at least. Yeah. So he's evolving. He's learned the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the reality of it, you know, began setting in for him. And in that realization, he, he knew he was weak. And the world preyed on people like him. It's always been the case. It's also, you know, when he was a child, it was the case and it always will be. And the only way that he can survive prison was to become a power top. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. Uh, It actually was to become what what they called in prison or referred to was the power man. Oh, so similar. So yeah. Pee Wee wanted to become the Power Man, a superhero. So a Power Man is a man who had the reputation of being so brutal and so dangerous that other people stayed away out of fear. And uh, with him being cursed with such a small, puny frame, he had no hope of being, uh, you know, intimidating to others and uh, into respecting him or fearing him just by... His appearance. So he had to do the only thing he truly had control of in, of his life, his actions. So he decided at that moment to set his sights on one of the meanest some bitches in the prison. And that person went up the name of Hazel Brazil. Oh, shit. <laughs> it sounds Hazel, intimidating, right? Next up, we have Hazel Brazil, Pee Wee. Kind of sounds like an exotic dancer. Right? Hazel Brazil, Brazil takes the stage. <laughs> Get your dollars out. Yeah, dollar, dollar. But Pee Wee strategically manipulated himself into a relationship of trust with Hazel. Just Dick trust. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't specify, but that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Probably sucked a mean dick. Um, you do. <laughs> Pee Wee learned the fuck out. Do you feel like you dick. really Pee-wee. have to trust someone to put your dick in there, their mouth? Yeah. I feel like I don't. Well, not in Pee Wee's because. If Pee Wee did something, you know you could just break his neck, probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> break his puny neck. Yeah. Just so like if Pee Wee's sucking your dick, you're confident he's you're gonna good. do it right, you know? But be holding his neck just <laughs> in case. <laughs> like a fucking chicken bone. <laughs> but uh <laughs> that's Pee Wee's big advantage. <laughs> you know, and that was his advantage though, because he could fly under the radar. No one suspected Pee-wee. So 
when uh, Hazel let his guard down, Pee Wee slit his fucking throat. Oh, shit. <laughs> he fucking slit him up. And he was found guilty of manslaughter and spent six months in solitary confinement. He probably liked that. I'm sure that was good for his mental health, though. Yeah. Six, six months alone in a room. <laughs> gave him time to heal up, too. Considering all the other shit that's going on, it's like all right, it's like his whole life was just an episode of Oz so far. That's what I was thinking. It was like know? Oz. There was this one guy in Oz that was like a nerd and shit, and like he was getting fucked all the time, and then he just snapped yeah. and became like a, like a monster. Uh, the a power man? Travis, he became a power man. Travis Beecher. The yeah, lo- the Beecher. lawyer. He was getting raped and branded and shit, and then he just fucking snapped one day. He bit that guy's dick off and <laughs> all that. I love That's that Pee-wee. show. Yeah, it's pretty he, much Pee Wee. Yeah, they probably got that from Pee Wee Inspiration. Um, <laughs> but yeah, good to see he had a residual uh, impact. Impact you know, a trickle down. <laughs> but yeah, in his time, he spent six months in solitary confinement. But in his eyes, it was all worth it. Because he finally achieved a status, the status of a power man among the prisoners. He can now look forward to an easier time in prison overall. But while still in prison, his fed up wife filed for divorce in 1955. The bitch he married at the carnival? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> She's like, yo, I married you when I was like 11. This is not what I had in yeah. mind. He's like, but baby, I'm a power man now. <laughs> I got respect. But how many dicks did you suck? <laughs> I can't look at you the same. But uh, when he heard the news, he panicked. And he actually managed to escape from the prison. Again, this is... You see this a lot in Super Cop. I mean, Super Cop. <laughs> super Killer. Yeah. Remember, he escaped from prison mad times. And but he, it's probably because back then, it wasn't that and, and he escaped from a boys' school once, right? So he's escaped from a boys' school. But he's little. Right, like yeah, you can, and so was Super Killer. Yeah, he was a small dude. Yeah, yo, it makes sense. There's a trend here, but uh, we're uncovering shit that's like not been thought about on this show. Yeah, this pu- the pieces are falling into place. Mm. We're onto you, Pee Wee. <laughs> so yeah, he escaped the prison. He stole a car and drove down to Florida. So where he unsuccessfully was searching for her, couldn't find her. Uh, but then he ended up joining another carnival. Oh my god! And then married for the second time. So you know the carnival dating like, scene must like, have been blooming back then. He's like, I'll just go back to the well again then. <laughs> Pretty much. It's was it the, was it the bearded lady this time that he went with, or uh, I don't know. I would go snuggle up straight to the cotton candy machine <laughs> operator. <laughs> Fish oh, girl, carnival food's so good. I miss it. The corn dogs? I haven't had a corn dog in years, too, dude. man. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll make you a corn dog downstairs. We have them. We do have some. <laughs> do you really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're not the awesome carny kind, but they're pretty good. Oh, shit. Uh, but unfortunately for Pee Wee, this marriage <laughs> ended after only two weeks. Who would have known? Damn. Um, but Pee Wee then became involved with another carnival woman, <laughs> Betty Gates. Okay. Betty convinced him to drive down to uh, Cookville, Tennessee to bail her brother out of jail. Uh, <laughs> Pee Wee went into the jail, which I don't understand. If you fucking escape jail, you, that's the last place you want to go into. But uh, he went into jail with, bail, with the bail money and a carton of cigarettes in hand for her brother. 
Uh, and when he returned back to the hotel where him and Betty, Betty were staying at, he discovered that Betty was nowhere to be found. And she and his stolen car were gone. So <gasps> she stole the stolen him. car, dude. So he's fucking hanging out with his brother now? <laughs> like, Well, that's the thing. Like, I guess, I don't know how it worked back then, but there was a process. They had to wait a while for it to process. Oh, once you drop the bail money off? Or maybe it was a partial amount of money. So it's like she totally played him, stole the car, and got him to pay some of the bail or all of the bail. Oh, you'll find out. And like, what's the, he? What's he gonna do? He's already on the run, right? Yeah. <laughs> the plot thickens for little Pee Wee. But uh, he actually stayed there waiting to see if she'd come back. He was thinking, oh, maybe she went for a pack of smokes or something. Um, but nothing. She never returned. But uh, Pee Wee would not be alone for too long because the police came by, and then that's when Pee Wee discovered that he he had been duped. Betty's brother was actually her husband. Yo. Dun, dun, dun. Yo. And her husband, who actually escaped from the prison with the aid of a razor blade tucked inside the carton of cigarettes that he himself brought over to him. Oh, shit. <laughs> so he escaped the prison, met up with Betty, and they both rode into the sunset with the fucking stolen car. And Boy, those stranded. guards are shitty. They couldn't <laughs> even find the fucking... <laughs> they didn't search if it. If I was the guard, I'd be like, yo, I'm taking this shit. I'll smoke these fucking bogeys. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, the betrayal. It's like a soap opera. Um, but, yeah, it didn't take long for the police to then learn that Pee Wee was also an escaped convict. <laughs> and he was promptly returned back to, the pr- back to prison. Uh, where he? You then, think they're like, yo, we got an empty cell for you now, so <laughs> yeah, we, come on a in. spot just opened up. An exchange. It was a clean swap, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. They did the hus- husband swap. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he received an additional nine months in prison for aiding another inmate's escape, which he didn't even know he was doing. Wow. Um, and then also for knifing a fellow prison while, while he was there. You know, because he had to build his reputation back. Um, but yeah. then after a while, they also tacked on the charges for stealing the car previously and received three more years uh, and was transferred to a federal prison in Atlanta, Georgia. It's crazy. And I don't want to minimize his crimes. Um, but so far, he hasn't actually killed anyone. Mm-hmm. But it's been incredibly well, entertaining. he killed Brazil. Right. Oh, he did kill Brazil. That's right. He yeah, slit he did. his throat, right? He killed him. Okay. But he escaped to prison before, I guess, he got tacked on with that. Which is um, crazy. Yeah, so he did get his his knife bloodied. Yeah. Um, I mean, but it's not too bad because the guy was raping him, right? Yeah, right. So, like, the yeah. previous episode. And it's not like Pee Wee's a rapist or anything. Oh, he is a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is a rapist. I mean, you kind of feel bad, but then you, you remember that fact. Like, yeah. this guy was raping. But he was raping when he was a kid. But he was raping Come other on, kids. Come on, dude. And, um, no, I'm not saying that that's a good thing. I'm just trying to remember he was abused, but he wasn't molested as a child. Right? No, he, they just beat the fuck out of him. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he, he had the prostitutes, was all right, and then he started raping the neighborhood kids, which is different. That's um, when he crossed that line. He crossed that line. Yeah. You know, uh, all right. So while over there in Atlanta, Georgia, 
he got to know a mafia boss, Frank Costello, who named him that little hatchet man. And this not to be confused with the juggalo. (laughs) 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 And uh, he actually offered him future employment whenever he got out. Pee-wee would have fit right in with ICP. Like, you could have been like, oh, Shaggy Too Dope and Pee-wee and (laughs) the fucking other one. The hatchet man. Um, But yeah, Pee-wee was released from prison in August 1961. And at that point, he returned to Florence, South Carolina, where there he got a job as a... (laughs) He got a job in the tobacco sheds, which sounds like a downgrade from what he was doing before. I mean... Yeah, in the sheds. I don't know. So what like, I don't really know how like fucking tobacco shit works, but the shed sounds worse than than what somehow the farm or whatever yeah. he was in. Yeah, you said it was a plantation, didn't you? Yeah. So is it like slave shit or well, like we should do nineteen fifty something? So there's no more slaves. Oh so, right, but right. he's doing the jobs. No one else wanted. It to seems do. like slave Had job been though. Yeah, used for yeah. So, yeah, we, we're going to have to do a deep dive on that shit. What's the, on the tobacco what? industry. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. But uh, that's a conspiracy. You know, he got the job there. But again, he was unable to stay out of trouble. And it wasn't long before he was back to burglarizing homes while working for a traveling minister as a driver and assistant. Oh, really? Yeah. So this was a unique opportunity. Why can't him, a minister drive himself? Because God wills it. Yeah. They're all like, you know. He's got to read the Bible and he can't read and drive. Like yeah, I, He probably can't read. <laughs> he fucking dropped out of school. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, it gave him a unique, unique opportunity to break into homes in different towns <laughs> where the group preached, uh, making his crimes harder to trace because mm. he was moving around. He loves like traveling circus, traveling. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know? So, you know, he must have got the inspiration uh, from, you know, to do the traveling after the carnival. Um, but in 1962, Pee Wee married a third time. But that didn't shackle his lifelong career, uh, criminal career as he continued to do his dirty deeds. And he was then arrested, uh, arrested for sagittary rape of a 12 year old girl. But then again, managed to escape from um, the prison with a stolen car. There he met a 17-year-old girl and married for the fourth time. And the dude was collecting wives at this point because he didn't divorce them. Um, but he sh- he Which sure- is also another crime, right? What? Poly- polygamy. Polygamy, right? Back then? Multiple, yeah. Depends on the state. Th- oh, that's true, right? It could vary. But yeah, it sounds like Pee Wee's a criminal everywhere he goes anyway, so. Yeah, he's international. What? No. (laughs) We can can accept it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) But yeah, he sure knew how to to pick him because she ended up betraying him and turning him into the police where he was caught and then convicted of the, the statutory rape. I don't really think it's probably betraying him. I think he probably portrayed himself as like, oh, I'm fucking dope. And you're 14 or whatever, so you want to marry me. It's like that creepy kid that's graduated high school a year or two ago. He still hangs out. And then he goes and hangs out by the high school afterwards. 
Yeah. Fucking weirdos. Man. Fucking those are those are the fucking creepiest dudes. Right. That's why yeah. I only I only did that like two years, <laughs> and I was like, this is creepy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's those. Like, I'm, I still do it. <laughs> <laughs> still go around there. Um. Yeah. So for that, he received six years in prison, and was paroled in November November 1968. During that time, Pee Wee. Did a little bit of uh, soul searching and didn't find shit. <laughs> what he did find was the realization that every time before he committed a crime, he would have this nagging, bothersome feeling that would stick to the back of his mind and push him into criminal activity. Um, you know, and he found some relief in the f- for those feelings. On September 1969, when he picked up a female hitchhiker in North Carolina. So this is where it gets dark. Darker. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, it's not fucking dark already. This is... You'll see. Um, 69. Right. He drove around with her and at one point became really angry when she laughed at him for propositioning her for sex. He beat her until she was unconscious, then raped, sodomized, and tortured her. After he was done, he added items onto her to weigh her down uh, and tossed her body and sunk, um, weighed down her body and, and tossed her into a swamp where she drowned. Oh my God. Oh man. Is it, I picture Pee Wee to look like um, a Southern Joe Pesci. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, he looks like um, Ed Glenn. What's that guy's name? The. Uh, that serial killer? Yeah. Kind of looks like him, I think. Hmm. Who? Uh, the guy that was like making skin furniture. Oh, of Ed, Ed Gein. Oh, Ed Gein. Gein. Yeah, I said Glenn. Um, kind of looks like him, I think. But uh, this brutal act opened up the floodgates, so to speak, in Pee Wee's mind. Uh, and at that magical moment, Pee Wee later described. It as a vision into the bothersome feelings that haunted him throughout life. He finally discovered how to satisfy his urges, and from then on, it was the driving force in his life. He worked on mastering his skill at torture, often keeping his mutilated victims alive for days. And as time passed, his deprived mind grew darker and more horrific, with him venturing into cannibalism. Yeah. Often eating severed parts Pee-wee, of his victim. Chewy, 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 peewee. He would uh, often eat severed parts of his victim while forcing them to watch him eat it. Uh, and many times, it's so weird that he just went into that. That seems kind of random, right? Yeah, he's dove all the way in that shit. <laughs> Maybe the taste for cock that he got in the penitentiaries led him to want to eat flesh. Maybe it could be. Like I said, the floodgates were. Unleashed. So, so what? The people that you're talking about, he would just—he was just picking up prostitute, all random a, prostitutes. Yeah, kind of? he was. Well, that was a hitchhiker. Right. It started with the hitchhiker. Yeah, he propositioned, but then these people he's talking about—is it just prostitutes? So after he yeah. killed her, he was like, "Yo, this this is the release I've been looking." He's for. like, "This is ill." Yeah, and then he just kept killing people. Um. Yeah. And he kept them alive. He would mutilate them, keep them alive. He was like learning how it works. Like 
what things to do to keep them alive. And he'll eat their body parts in front of them and shit, have them watch. Um, and then, even more disturbing, he had them participate in a dinner for two and have them eat their own body parts while he's eating it. What two. the fuck? <laughs> like, I'm so a Pee-wee little curious what I taste like, you know what I mean? But not <laughs> to the point where I'd be like, you know. It's pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah. not what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Pee-wee snapped. Um, So, yeah, to answer your question, uh, Pee-wee preferred female victims, but that didn't stop them from victimizing males either. Uh, He later claimed that by 1975, he had killed over 80 young boys and girls that he found along the highway in in North Carolina. Uh, 80? 80. Like, back then was... uh, you hear a lot about that, like the serial killers back then. They got yeah. away with, with everything because it was there was no forensic like DNA kind of stuff. For God's sake, they escaped jail like <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> yeah, pack of smokes, escape jail. Um, so yeah, now that he looked forward. He actually looked forward to these bothersome feelings because it felt so good to relieve him through the torture and mor- murder that he was doing. He considered his highway murders as a weekend. Recreational activity and uh, referred to killing uh, personal acquaintances as serious murders. So, strangers, it was like recreational, personal people, serious murders. Well, because it makes sense because the personal people can be connected to you easier. So, it's like you got to be more careful with that. Yeah. Random people. It's like. It still isn't like a. It's still fucked up. Like, it makes sense, but it's fucked up still. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it's not fucked up. I'm just saying, like, I get why he would use a business term for the ones closer, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Uh, And actually, one of his so-called serious murders included his own 15-year-old niece, uh, Janice Kirby, and then her friend, uh, Patricia Oselbrook. And in November 1970, he offered them a ride from a bar that um, that they were at. But then he drove them to an abandoned house where he raped, beat, and finally drowned them both. He raped his own niece? Yep. Um, and then he drowned them? Yeah, I guess he and took them to the like swamp an, or oh, some shit. Yeah. Seems like he's at the swamp a lot. Yeah. Uh, his next serious murder was Martha Dix. <laughs> she was 20 <gasps> years old. Yep. Um who was attracted to Pee-wee and hung around him at his part-time job at the car repair shop. So she was trying to get his attention. And then she got it. Wow. If there was ever, like... You know how there's those girls that are like, I only like bad boys, you know? Oh, he was bad. He was a little too bad. Little Pee-wee. Um, she was also his first American, uh, African-American victim, too. Just throwing that out there. And then uh, in 1973, Pee Wee purchased an old hearse. Uh, hearse? Yeah. Hearse, yeah. Hearse. Telling people at his Well, favorite- did he purchase a horse? That'd be cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> this turns into uh, a Western. A hearse you know? <laughs> carried by a, a horse. Uh, but yeah, he began telling uh, people at his favorite bar that he needed the vehicle to haul all the people he killed to his private cemetery. 
Wait, he told people that? Yeah, but didn't take him seriously. They're like, oh, shut yeah, up, little someone, Pee-wee. If someone bought a hearse, <laughs> it's like everything they say becomes a joke about it, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, it was like a joke. so much. Um, and this, this was in Prospect, South Carolina at this point, where he lived with his new wife and child at the time. So he got married again and had a kid. Jesus. And around town, he had a reputation for being explosive. But no one took him seriously, and they're like, oh, he's not truly dangerous. He just has a fucking attitude problem. Uh, and they just thought he was mentally disturbed. Uh, but a few Which people... Which is accurate, too. He is. <laughs> and actually, a few people actually liked him and considered him a friend. Like, oh, little Pee-wee. You're my buddy. Uh, and one of those so-called friends was Doreen uh, Dempsey. She was 23 and an unwed mother of a two-year-old girl and was actually pregnant with a second child at that time and decided to leave the area and accept a ride to the bus station from her old friend Pee-wee. Instead, Pee-wee took her to a wooded area, raped and killed her, and then raped and sodomized her baby. What? How old was the baby? Just like two, uh, unless they're talking about the baby inside her, but... Oh, my God. She was pregnant? Yeah. So she had a two-year-old, and then she was pregnant. The the unborn butthole. That's fucking sick, dude. And after killing the child, he buried the two together. So, fast forward to 1975. Pee-wee, now 42, and a grandfather, he had been steadily killing for six years. Uh, with his kill counts like off the charts at this point. He got away with it mainly because he never bragged or involved others in his highway murders. But this changed in 1975 when Pee Wee murdered three people whose van had broken down on the highway. How do you kill three people at once? you you got to have some kind of weapon. Well, like okay, gun. you have the element of surprise, first of all. Um, that should be good to kill one at least. Yeah. You know, but then it's like you got to maybe the other two are like, you know, frightened. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Fear. Fear does like freeze you. Sometimes, it can it can get overwhelming, you know, but. So, yeah. Uh, he killed those three people and uh, he actually needed help getting rid of them. It was, I guess, too much for him. Um, and he actually en- enlisted the aid of an ex-con that he knew called Walter Neely. And Neely drove the van to Pee-wee's garage. And uh, Pee-wee repainted it so he can sell it. That same year, Pee-wee used the connects that he got from Neely. And he was actually offered and paid $1,500 to kill Silas Yates, a wealthy farmer from the Florence County. And... Uh, the person who paid him was Suzanne Kipper, his angry ex-girlfriend. Um, oh, see, there he goes. He's getting involved with a personal issue. Mm-hmm. And that's always going to... Uh, Backfire. Yeah. So she hired Pee Wee for the job. And then this guy, John Powell and John Owens, the Johns, uh, they handled all the co- correspondence between Kipper and Pee Wee, arranging the murder and all that. Uh so Diane Neely, Walter's wife, claimed to have car problems to lure Yates from his home on February 12th. 
And then that's when Pee Wee came out of nowhere and kidnapped and then murdered Yates as Paul Whale and Owens watched. And then the three of them buried his body. So it was a nice, it was a setup between, you know, all those parties. Uh, but soon after, Neely and her boyfriend, who was the next con, Avery Howards, decided to uh, come up with the idea of blackmailing Pee Wee. So like, Yo, do you want us to keep quiet? You're going to have to pay us $5,000 in hush money. Yeah, so he's going to murk them now. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, Pee-wee didn't play that shit, though, and quickly disposed... <laughs> Pee-wee don't play that. <laughs> he disposed of them when they met him for the payoff. So he fucking murked them. So, yo, I got your money right here. How fucking ballsy, though. <laughs> the guy kills someone for you, and then you, you know he's a murderer, right? Right. Like, heartless. And you're gonna fucking you're gonna test it, the, the fucking balls, huh? I guess because her boyfriend was an ex-con, he thought he was tough or some shit. And looking at Pee Wee, he's not really intimidating. He's like they didn't know his history. They, they don't know he's, he's a been power killing. man. Yeah, he's a veteran. They didn't know that, but they found out too late. So, in the meantime, afterwards, uh, Pee Wee was bu- busy happily killing and torturing people he knew left and right. <laughs> including a 13-year-old, Kim uh, Gelkins, who sexually rejected him, which pissed him off. A 13-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> well, that I mean, you shouldn't probably ask out a 13-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, not knowing Pee-wee and his wrath, um, and underestimating uh, him due to his size, two locals, Johnny Knight and Den- Denise Bellamy, they robbed Pee Wee's. Re- <laughs> they robbed Pee Wee's repair shop. Like, look at this little bitch. Let's rob his shop and shit. <laughs> and then they were eventually murdered by him. He found out about that, and he murdered and buried them with other locals that he he had been killing over time. <laughs> Did he just have like a mass grave? Yeah, he has. So he, he literally he was, was not lying. Yeah, he wasn't lying about the mass grave when he told people about his her, her, uh, hearse. He's like, "Yo, I need this for." Transportation <laughs> to my mass grave, my private grave. And um, again, he called for Neely uh, for help for ba- to bury them all. Uh, Pee Wee obviously believed Neely was a trusted friend, or at the very least thought he feared him enough to not betray him. Um, and then ended up pointing out all the graves of all the locals he murdered and buried there, like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, meanwhile, the investigation... That stemmed from the 13-year-old missing, the missing 13-year-old Kim, and her disappearance. It was turning all the leads. Um, it was turning up all the leads that pointed to Pee Wee, and armed with a search warrant, the authorities went to Pee Wee's apartment and uncovered clothing worn, worn by Kim at that time. He was indicted for contributing into the delinquency of a minor, and stayed in jail awaiting his trial. With Pee-wee tucked away in jail and unable to influence Neely, the police increased the pressure on him, and it worked. Hmm. Uh, During the interrogation, Neely broke down and led the police to uh, Pee-wee's private cemetery on the land that he owned in the town of Prospect. And then the police there uncovered the bodies of eight of his victims, including Howard, the guy that tested him and and wanted to... to, uh, have him pay, you know, blackmail him and have him pay hush money. His girl, 
His and niece, was his nieces there? Oh, did he drown his nieces? There? Yeah. Uh, he also. They also found a few others, and then Themsley and her on her child, the pregnant lady and her child. So on April twenty seventh, nineteen seventy six, Pee Wee and Neely were charged with eight counts of murder, and then Pee Wee attempted to appear innocent as an innocent victim and try to blame it on the other guy. Uh, but it didn't work. And on May 24th, the jury found him guilty of murdering um, Baloney. Baloney? <laughs> Baloney, that girl. The pregnant girl. Uh, and he was given the death sentence. And at that point, knowing that he was a goner, he later confessed to the seven additional murders oh, that they found. And that was only seven out of all the murders he's done. Um, but in what seemed like a... Uh, you know, like luck was finally shining in his favor. Uh, in in November 1976, his sentence was commuted to seven consecutive life terms uh, after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that South Carolina's death penalty was unconstitutional. Mm. So after the next few years, Pee Wee enjoyed the grandose treatment that he received from other inmates because of his reputation as a ruthless killer. Uh, but little did he know that the death penalty was reinstated in South Carolina at 1978. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so when he, he was found guilty for more, murdering a fellow inmate, Rudolph uh, Tyler, a fellow prisoner on death row because uh, he was actually hired by a victim, a victim's son that Tyler had killed their his mother and father. So the guy's like, yo, kill this guy. Wow. Oh, so he asked Rudolph to kill no, Pee-wee? He asked Pee-wee to kill Rudolph. Because oh. Rudolph killed that kid's mother and father. What? Oh, so that sounds like, yo, kill crazy. this guy for me. Why would Pee-wee. you sound... Why would you ask, like, one child killer to kill a different child killer? Because money? Because who cares? This guy... I guess. Who I cares? guess he has like, a reputation. He want, that's revenge. He yeah. wanted that sweet revenge. And it's like, it doesn't matter. He can't. He can't kill Pee Wee, but he could kill that other one. Mm-hmm. You know, I get it. And Pee Wee, the whole time, you know, because he's kind of disconnected from the outside world. He didn't know that the death penalty was reinstated. You know, in his eyes, he's like, oh, this is ill. I I got life turns. I don't give a fuck. I got I'll the just respect. kill whoever. Yeah. So after a few times of uh, failed attempts uh, trying to kill that guy, he finally succeeded. By blowing him up with a radio that he rigged with explosives somehow. <laughs> what? Wait. Who blew him up? We rigged the radio and blew up the guy. He, he set up the radio in this room. It's a peewee bomb. <laughs> he hit him with that peewee bomb. He's on some MacGyver shit now, huh? Yeah. He's, like, what the fuck? He's been doing his homework in the art of murder. Uh, so now, at that point, he was dubbed the meanest man in America. <laughs> and Peewee's mad. <laughs> Pee-wee got even more respect uh, than ever. and uh, But like I said before, he didn't know that the death penalty was reinstated. So once again, he received a death sentence after that one. And during his last months in, of life, Pee-wee worked with the author Wilton Earl on his book, The Final Truth, where uh, he dictated his memoirs into a tape recorder. And in the book, which was published in 1993... Uh, Pee-wee talks about the murders and his feelings of something bothersome being inside of him. 
As the execution date grew closer, he drew more philosophical about his life, why he had murdered. And on his date with death, um, I guess he, uh, hold on. Yeah, he admitted to a lot more of the murders and stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, But considering someone that was willingly disregarding, you know, the lives of the others, he fought really hard to avoid the electric chair. Um, And on that day, he he was scheduled to die. He slashed his own wrist in an effort to postpone the execution. However, unlike his escape um, before, that didn't work. And... uh, they stitch his ass up and put him back on the chair. You stitch him up and put him on the chair. Wow. And then he was pronounced dead after his ass was chicken fried at <sighs> 1.05 a.m. on September 6, 1991. In the, end of this, uh, in the end, the sick son of a bitch claimed to have killed over 100 people. Over 100 people. And although he never offered proof or provided uh, information on where the bodies were, Pee-wee got what he always wanted. He was finally larger than life. Yeah. What a story. It's heartwarming, really. Yeah. That was Pee-wee's magical murder spree. (laughs) That's insane. His book must be really good. I want to read it. super interesting. You know? I want to hear his voice. You haven't heard it yet? No. No? I wonder if he has a high-pitched voice. You just picture him Thanks. sounding exactly <laughs> like Pee-wee's Playhouse. <laughs> Paul Rubens. Like, mm. That was so, awesome, dude. I it loved was, it. That yeah. was uh, incredible. What a journey. Through the carnivals, the jailhouses. The young abuse. You know, the tobacco. The Shout out to Margaret Dix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was, <laughs> well, if, if you guys were fucking floored by that story... Just as much as we were, then you could go to uh, www.evilexamine.com and click the donate button on the home page. Or if you really liked it, you can also support us by rating the podcast on uh, iTunes or Spotify. Leave a short review. That's always super helpful. Um, you could also support by going to the Sinister Store on evilexamine.com and buying any of the extreme horror books. Rating those is also greatly appreciated. And you can also access the entire back catalog of our podcast, which is over 100 episodes now, um, over 1,000 hours of, of content. For free. All for free. And you can listen to it anywhere else, too, pretty much, outside of the website. So don't feel like you have to go there, but we like it's it's pretty cool. There's... The layout of seeing all the episodes and the artwork for each one and the descriptions all together. If you're just like, if you haven't, if this is one of the first times you listen into the podcast, it's like picking from a big buffet, you know? Yeah. Of fucking filth. Pure filth. Yeah. Are you hungry for some fucking filth? (laughs) Some nasty shit. Pick from our buffet. Yes. But until next time, keep your eyes peeled for Pee Wee, you know? You never, Pee Wee's ghost, maybe. <laughs> He's fried up. But I hope you guys, uh, I, Christmas is coming up. So Merry Christmas, everyone. You know, and for those that don't celebrate, hopefully you're celebrating something else that's cool too, you know? Like Hanukkah. Yeah, Hanukkah. 
So, uh, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> they're, they're extra dimensional beings that, uh, they, they are not what they claim to be. Your life with dignity, don't lay down the tears and agony. Living, you're looking at death, it only looks, living is much, much more difficult. You know, most of them don't assume you're, you're actually going to kill them. Most of the service were rape or something like that. It was like anybody was fair game. It did not matter blood is blood. It didn't matter man, woman, child. At first, they thought it was a pack of savage dogs. But when they looked closer, they knew it was humans. We left the curse. Straight! We left the curse. We left the gate. A fire and death. We left the gate. This is not nice. Yeah. Try it. Try it. Oh, try it. Ah, we left the curse. On her? On her! Future generations. Future generations! Future generations!